comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Erwick is gone, the canisters are gone, we've got nothing here. Damn it! You are now on a secure channel and ready to listen to 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. This is a podcast focused on, on the Fox television series 24 and its new mini-season, Live Another Day. I am executive mail clerk Aaron Newworth, writer for Weissel Blue and host of the film podcast Out Now with Aaron and Abe. And with me is also from Weissel Blue and Naptown Nerd, special agent, possibly a mole, Brandon Peters. I'm not telling. And from Cinema Maxwell, it's senior director Maxwell Haddad. Hello, everybody. The events of this podcast occur in real time. All right, so we're back here. This is uh, another episode. Live another day. This is episode what, episode the, like the ninth episode. There's only three, three only three hours left in the in this season of twenty four. Bummer, but so, it's, it's going really good. It's flying it's by quickly. It seems like, but maybe that's just a perception thing. So used to having so much more of twenty four to enjoy. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, this is uh, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. for those keeping track. The 201st episode, for those also keeping track. Way easier to keep track after you get through a 200th episode. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> we'll get to how we were duped last week. But for now, Maxwell, what uh, what's the synopsis for this week's episode? All right. Jack and Chloe have a plan in place to eliminate the terrorist threat before any more attacks rock London. With no time to spare... Jack and Kate pursue crucial leads in an attempt to gain the upper hand on the intense circumstances. I'm not sure that could be any more vague. Yeah, which makes sense, I guess, because the show decided to pull one over on us, which, um... But did they really? Well, we speculated I mean, about it last we, week, and there are enough we, clues we, to suggest it wasn't... We left it as a possibility. Yeah, but I think I was I was willing to accept the, the idea that, that Teller was, you know, gone, that he died. Like, yeah, there there was some eye rolling at first on my part. I know that when it's like, yeah. oh, OK, <laughs> we're not going that way. I think we wanted to think the show was maybe um, above doing what they did. And that's why we gave them the benefit of the doubt. You more know what? So then we did being the possibility of him being alive. The reason why it didn't roll my eyes, besides the fact that we had discussed it as a possibility, is if you look at the way this season has been written up until this point, everything's been pretty tight. We've said in episode after episode of our show that there's been very few loose ends, very few subplots. So something, for example, like Mark forging Heller's signature, with Heller's death, that plot thread disappears. And that didn't seem like something that the show would have wasted time on based on the way this season was composed. So little nuggets like that and the way it's all been structured make sense why Heller is still alive, because they have still have to bring these, these plots to resolution. I won't argue that it doesn't make, that it doesn't, not make sense to have him still alive because yes there are subplots that need to be resolved in some way but at the same time there are, there could be potential ways to write the show differently based on the death that happened like i i can in retrospect yes i see why keeping him alive makes a lot of sense we'll go into that throughout this episode which is otherwise excellent i think but um yeah i think i love that uh Jack Bauer said, oh, you're going to pull a speed on me? I'm going to pull a speed right back on you, Margo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, we'll get into it, I guess. But, I mean, it, ultimately, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It was just more of in the instance of that happening. It's like, well, we spent a lot of time dwelling on the idea of, huh, we, we lost a, a very good performance, a very good character on this show. And now that's all just been rendered moot 
watching this week's episode, but then we move immediately past that because it's a very fast-paced episode of lots, lots and lots of other things that happened. We'll get there, though. Let's a uh, few things real quick before we get into the, the main show here. Um, iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get the only three episodes left, I guess, presumably, assuming that 24 doesn't come back after this. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to send their love to iTunes, we'd be more than happy to accept it. And, uh, yeah, no new emails this week, but that was pretty cool getting an email last week. So, yeah, if you feel like sending emails on each week, uh, you know, regarding the episodes or, you know, what, 24,000 general, jcadventurecast at gmail.com, let alone our Twitter feed and our Facebook, and I'll repeat towards the end of this episode. Um, and yeah, with, uh, with that said, let's, uh, let's get right into the show then. So, yeah, 7 p.m. We open up on the aftermath of the uh, of the drone strike at uh, Wembley Stadium. It's funny how, how that happened exactly at 7 p.m. By the way, I don't, we don't really talk about these things very often. How they line up exactly with the way the hours of the day play out, which obviously makes sense with the format of the show, but still, it's kind of interesting. But yeah, there's news reports going on that 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 an explosion has happened. No one really knows that Heller was involved in said explosion, with the exception of who we're gonna you know find out about in a second here. And we have Prime Minister Davies. He's consoling Audrey. Yeah, uh, she's. He's, he's telling her how great her father is, um, and she she gives a look to Mark, where Mark's like clearly in the doghouse still. He's he's not a <laughs> Audrey's not in good terms with her husband about this. And we get to the CIA. Kate informs everybody that Heller was in, was in the attack. He was killed in the attack. But then they do get a call that the uh, the drones are all being destroyed. Margot is we we see Margot and she you know says to shut down all the drones. So we find out that she's keeping her word. We then soon see, or Ian soon picks up that something's not right with this whole situation as they review the footage. And they see, he sees a kind of a glitch uh, where we do find out that, yeah, it's been footage has been cloned to make it seem like Heller was in place when in fact it was not real time being shown to Margot and Ian when the drone launched its, mis- launched its missile. And uh, yeah, so they found out they were tricked, and they're basically trying to want to try and get the drones back online. And they can't; they only get they get one. They get one drone that's still in play. We cut back to uh, Jack, who inform who who's with Heller, and informs that we're made we're made aware of the the plan all along, which was having Chloe clone the footage just in time, but not being able to tell Heller till basically the very last moment. Jack tells Heller since Margot knows that he's alive and needs to kind of go dark. Heller re- agrees, kind of reluctantly. Uh, Jack's guy, Belchak, comes in as to to escort Heller um, back to where. Does he even have a plan, or does just drive around until it's okay, or does it drive back to the embassy? I, I think that's what it ends up being. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's a fairly short-lived Belchak driving Heller around the plan. I guess. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of wondering where he would drop him off or where he was taking him, but it, I was just you know my over overthinking it probably. I was like, where is he going to keep the president? Probably best to keep him mobile while the potential threat is still maybe out there. Yeah, that's the and we do get like the fun kind of conversation between Belichick and Heller, where <laughs> first off Belichick makes him aware that yeah my name's Belichick, one word like Madonna, which was a great. Line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and that, that I believe Heller asked for like a phone, but Belichick says Jack said no phones, and he's like hey that was an order from the president of the United States, and Belichick says I'm not I'm, I'm not an Amer- I'm not an American. This is not the this is not America. So you know. Says no. It, it locks the door. Yeah. New Belichick was so funny. Yeah, I can't wait for the Belichick spinoff. And yeah, so Jack realizes that there's still one drone in play, so he um he he realizes that they've been discovered. He tells Chloe to kind of send the court to send the coordinates to over to the RAF, and that he's gonna fly. They're basically gonna find out where Margo and Ian are located, so he can Jack can you know can go there, and everyone else can basically everyone can can jump down on Margo and you know hopefully stop her for good. And Jack takes off in the uh, the helicopter to do so. As this happens, 
Ian and Margot plan a new attack, which is to attack Waterloo Station and to make sure that Heller is aware of the the, the damage he's caused by by being by lying to uh, to Margot. So a lot of stuff in that first uh, first uh, first part there. A lot of stuff. My notes literally kind of exploded on this week's episode. Like I have like a lot of a lot of notes trying to. It was a twist filled episode, that's for sure. Yes. And very fast paced. Yes. Do you have play by play on the action? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to, uh, to mention before I move on to the next part? I mean, I can't remember exactly when it occurred, so I don't want to jump the gun too much. But there is a scene between Margot and her son that creeped me out a little bit. Was that in the first act, or was that after the break? I think that's a lot later. If I know if you're referring to, yeah, I think, yeah, I know what you're referring to. Okay. Yeah, that's that's later okay. on. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, that's the end of the next thing. I will say that I enjoyed hearing Michelle Fairley get like very irate and very or Scottish. I guess when she yeah. said, "I knew I shouldn't have trusted a liar like Heller," and it just stuck out because she got like really angry, but like her accent kicked in like overdrive on that one. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I'll move on. Uh, Jack calls Kate, has her patch him into the CIA and the president's staff, and he tells everybody about Heller being alive, the status of the final drone, and everything like that. He tells um, he tells Davies that they don't know Margot's target, but they hope that they can intercept the final drone in time. And Jack asks for the CIA help in finding Margot, uh, since Chloe has a reading on the location. Navarro orders orders uh, Kate and Eric to, uh, to to provide Jack with backup. Uh, we then get we get over to Chloe, who is you know still trying to get a fix on Margot's location. She needs help since she's in a she just in like a pub. Is that where she is? Like, a pub with very good Wi-Fi. P- pretty good Wi-Fi, like enough to enough to um to save Heller's life, but not enough to quite locate where Margot is. Um, so she needs eight. She calls out to Adrian to to help out. He's reluctant, but he agrees when when she says she says it's for me. Chloe gives Jack and Kate the building where Margot is headquartered. They still need to get a, a fix on her location specifically, so they have to turn off the power once arriving. Kate, Kate and Eric arrive. There's a big, whole big gunfight thing that happens, which is right around the time Jack arrives in his chopper. At the same time, there's so much, like, everything's collapsing. Uh, at the same time, Ian, is pro- he's programmed the drone to strike Waterloo Station as soon as it gets in range. Chloe is then able to lo- exactly locate where Margot's location is, and everybody then learns that Margot is targeting Waterloo, and so they only have a matter of minutes to, to to make this all happen. With the targeting in mind, and the CIA like all over the place, Ian wants to get out of there, and this leads to the scene that, Max, what you were referencing, where Margot holds him at gunpoint and says, you gotta stay here. Like, we gotta make sure this goes down. We gotta make sure we're fight- We're getting the, the point across in this scene. And he agrees. Ian, uh, more loyal than, than Simone, I guess. He, he, uh... Then they have this sort of uncomfortably intimate look and moment. And perhaps I read too much into it because of Michelle's association with Game of Thrones, but my uh, incest alarm was was ringing just a little bit. Yeah, kind of a kind of a hug in there. Yeah. I thought it started that way. I was like, oh, but then I kind of just realized that uh, you know they're both probably just willing to sacrifice themselves right now. It's more of a goodbye hug, just in case kind of thing. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. Um, Chloe was a. Uh, pretty bold to assume that their internet and computers were on a different power source than the building itself. Yeah, she takes some uh, <laughs> some big leaps for a computer programmer <laughs> in this episode. But, I mean, Adrian did what he could to, you know, get it, you know, he just seems like she has, she's a lot on her mind, apparently, as we'll get to later on in this episode. Maybe she just, you know, 
making some assumptions that happen to work out. So this is all still the sec. This is all like the, the first half of the episode still. So we we have we have like all this big action going on. They manage to take out the power because Kate like Kate and Eric and all the CIA CIA guys they're like having this huge gunfight outdoors. Kate eventually is like, I need a grenade. She gets a grenade and they like drive up and she tosses it and they like they knock the power out so they do the thing that they're trying to accomplish to begin with. So they have a, the exact beat on where Margo is. They're heading inside the building. Jack's inside the building. Jack at one point like just straight up guns a guy down like in a pretty gross fashion where he kind of he kind of sneaks he's sneaking around the roof. Just like the guard, yeah, the like one of the henchmen people like looks around, can't find Jack, and Jack's like, "Here I am above you," and shoots him right in the chest, and blood splatters everywhere. <laughs> Eventually, they do get into like what she's on like the fifth floor or something like that. They get to where they need to go, but she there's plenty of henchmen. Plenty of Margo's henchmen are like lurking around the corner, so they're preventing Jack from getting into the the building from the front door. So he takes the old rappel down the side of the building action <laughs> with an electric yes. wire. with an electric wire, yeah. I've done that before, but one of those wasn't as nearly as graceful as Jack was. And now this is this this whole part's amazing. So Jack so Jack repels down the 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 side of the building. Ian like sees like Jack's reflection and like immediately picks up one of his like machine gun pistols and like just shoots out all the windows at Jack trying to hit him. Jack avoids being shot. He's hiding on the side of the building. Ian makes a Jordan move and is like, hmm, I'll just look out and probably be okay. Hold <laughs> um, Jordan, womp womp. And uh, and Jack immediately once Ian pops his head out, Jack pulls Ian and throws him down yes. the building, which was like amazing. I was like, wow, all right. And we see him hit. And we see him hit. Margo is like, she's understandably upset by this. <laughs> it was just so like Jack, like he just like pulls the guy out and he hits the ground. Uh, Jack leans in, shoots Margo in the shoulder. She like gets the missile to launch. Jack like rushes inside. Chloe's like, it's okay, it's lazy, you can still direct the missile away. Jack's like, I guess he's like one-handed holding Margo to keep her like at bay while also steering the missile away from Waterloo Station. Manages to do so, it hits the water, it blows up, we get another drone missile blow-up effect sequence shot. Margo gets all like, you're never gonna, (laughs) you're not gonna stop us, our word's still gonna get out. Which leads to Jack then... Tossing Margo, who is bound by the arm, she's <laughs> arms bound behind her back. Tosses Margo out the window, and she falls to her death as well. Shouldn't Wait. be laughing during this, but my God, this is amazing! That w- oh my gosh, <laughs> it was one of the best like twenty-four kills of all time. Good thing you got that pardon last week. That was of any videos. Last week it was wake the bee up. And this week it was toss the bee out the window. It's a good thing he's in London because Jack definitely has a license to kill this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I like how basically we've come to the point in this season where. Like, the highest people in power in two major countries are like, Jack Bauer, you have our permission to do anything to do to stop this. Go. He's, like, on full throttle mode. Yeah, and I can see where he's coming from, I guess. Like, well, <laughs> if she's not going to stop, there's no there's no reason to keep her alive, I guess, in Jack Eyes. It's like, whatever. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, I... I... I was shocked when he threw it. I was too, and I was thinking, wow, that's gonna like bite him in the ass or something. No, we that that's pretty much the end of her. Like, no one questions like how Margot died. At the end of this episode, like, oh yeah, she died too. Like, isn't there any information you could possibly want from her? Maybe there's more people, or it's crazy. Like, did I don't know? Maybe this comes back later. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna come back yeah, later. Given given where we end things, it feels yeah, like the Al Harazi um, family yeah. tree has been closed off at this point. So. Yeah, no, I don't deny it. It's just really strange of Jack Bauer to have done that. I like how he says though that the only death that's gonna be on his hands today is yours, even though he like three seconds earlier had just killed her son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, self defense. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, it was, it's an end to the Alharazis and an end to the, the, the initial drone plotline. We don't know what else is going to happen, but that for, for now, that situation's been, been, uh, ended. So, we get back to Heller. Um, he's, re- he's returned to the residence. Um, he's reunited with his daughter. Audrey's pretty happy about this. Uh, Prime Minister Davies thanks him for his bravery. Mark tells Heller that Margo is dead and that Jack's in possession of the override device. So all in all, thumbs up, right? Everybody's pretty, uh, pretty on, on a good on a good level here. Uh, Heller well, calls. Late. Yep. <laughs> Heller does call Jack and thank him though. He gets, he gets the thanks even though he was all all about ready to sacrifice himself. He's still happy to thank Jack for you know figuring solving this problem pretty efficiently. But then yes, Kate gets a call from her contact in the English police department. He's at some motorcycle shop where we apparently find that Jordan was in fact killed. He wasn't just kind of bleeding out. He he died last week, which was pretty all in all. While the effect that Jordan has on this plot is interesting for where it goes from here. Jordan, the character, I wouldn't say well loved, and I wouldn't say uh, had much of a epic death. <laughs> He's just kind of yep, he died. He was just a, a piece of <laughs> plot information transferring. Yeah, so yeah, Jordan was killed. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of uh, one of the staff of the CIA, so that's why he called Kate. Uh, there's no ID on the second body though, so she calls. So Kate now calls Navarro and tells him that she and Eric are going to go to the scene and find out what happened. Navarro gets pretty antsy about this, and he grabs his secure phone, which apparently is like in a locked box in a different room, calls Adrian, who who, who, said, who claims that he was just going to call him. Um, and he says that a, that a man that a man, the man he sent to kill Jordan will eventually trace back to him, and he wants help leaving the country, at which point I'm thinking Navarro better call Saul. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Adrian tells him that if he can... If he can help bring him the override device, then he'll then he'll help out uh, Navarro. So, for for being you know a mole or whatever we want to call him, Navarro, this is not his day. I guess he's been a really good mole up to this point. Then, right? That's like the way we can think of, look at Stuff's it. Stuff's coming down. If if this was old, I mean, if this is old twenty four episode twenty four, we'd have had a whole episode of uh, Navarro's twitchiness at CTU or CIA, and possibly more things being piled upon him to make it seem more and more inevitable of him being caught so he'd have to take the actions that he did because it just seems it seems like while it's while i'm not like disappointed with the way this navarro plotline's moved it's just it's moved very quickly which comes up the you know the fact that we have only so many episodes and so much time to deal with each of these characters but if there's one definitely very curious to the reveal of his motivations yeah i am too for that matter well i think Part of it, it comes out, it, some of it came off as really goofy, because I don't know if Brat was, like, pulling it off very well himself. Like, he's been, like, he's been great up to this point, but this <laughs> nervousness and leaving was kind of, some of it came off as silly. But, we'll, I mean, we'll get to that, because we still haven't yeah, left so, yeah. CTU yet. But, um, real quick question, did anyone think, because we got back to Michael Wincott now, who's being, you know, more more and more incorporated into the story again, which makes sense, but does he does he look more evil to you now? Like, for some reason, like, when I saw him this episode, he just seemed like he he looked. The, the look of him gave me he's the idea. He's dressed nicer. He's he, dressed he's nicer. Dressed now. like hipster hacker, and then now that he's a reveal of a bigger villain, he's oh haha! Now here's my real color. It seems like he's more obviously the villain now than beforehand. Yeah, it was just something I noticed in kind of the the look of him this episode compared to beforehand when he was just like oh he's a sympathetic guy that's kind of has a crush on Chloe it seems. Well, they were like in like. You know, like, typical computer hacker, like, hideout area. You know, it wasn't, like, a nicely kept building or anything. It was all, like, a, you know, condemned place with just wires and computers hanging. Now they're looking like they're in this slick pad, like a a layer, almost. Mm -hmm. 
where they're setting up shop now, and he's all dressed nice. So were they trying to put on a front for Jack or or Chloe? Even I'm curious, but, yeah, because Adrian does point out that he is the middleman in all this. So they're, I mean, unless there's something else going on as well, or he's just fronting for himself, given that he is the voice disguiser. Maybe he is the maybe he is the the man in charge, and he's just kind of putting on a thing for. I think Boudreaux is the man in charge. All right. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get to the, we'll get to the story, though, is that you don't hire Michael Wincott if you're not going to use him as the villain. Yeah, it seems right. Like we correctly assumed <laughs> that Michael Wincott would at some point turn very evil. We did discuss that option, so. Yeah. So anyway, Jack arrives at the station with the device. A tech arrives to start an analysis. Jack's informed of Jordan's death. He calls Kate, who tells him the man who killed Jordan is a covert operative. Jack just, Jack claims that he can reach out to an old CIA contact and get an ID on the guy. Uh, Navarro at the same time is like, no, our team can handle it. And so Jack wonderfully responds, okay, well, you do your thing, and I'll do my thing, and we'll see who comes out faster. Like, it was... <laughs> yes. It looked like Kiefer's face, man. It was, oh, that was great. It was, like, that why... was pretty fantastic. It, it, was was... Like him, it was like him being befuddled as to, like, why are you slow? I'm Jack Bauer. Like, what are you doing? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You don't know. Whatever, a-hole. You go do your thing. Did anyone think that his contact was going to end up being a character from the past? That I thought it was going to be anyone that wasn't, like, the nerdiest-looking, like, uninteresting guy that they cast for that part. <laughs> like, like, how does Jack and this guy friends? When did this happen? Yeah, it, it was just really funny, because I was like, oh, who's this going to be? And I'm like, wait, wait, this, who, who's this guy? It looked like someone from the cast of, like, an extra from Office Space. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Gosh. That's giving him a lot of credit. There's there's only so much time. There's not, not enough budget for, you know, big guest actors, Brandon. Or, <laughs> I, I guess. Or someone that wanted to come back to the show for, like, two lines. Well, I mean, the Heller, the Heller, I mean, being, that... Heller being Alive takes away from us having, like, a vice president coming into play, too. Like, we just don't have time for this. Yeah. It really would have been the perfect moment for Aaron Pierce. Yeah, so, yep. so, so I thought maybe we were going, but no. Yeah, and also, you mentioned the vice president thing. I was just thinking how much of last week's show we spent discussing who's going to be the VP, and now it's like, well, it doesn't matter. They never <laughs> named it because they never had to decide. Which means I can still laugh at the idea of Mike Novick being the vice president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> For all intents and purposes, he is. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a fan wank, and you know it. <laughs> okay, so when once Jack... So yeah, they're they're working on or they make their calls to get the override device going, and then the tech at the at CIA tells Jack and Navarro that the override device will offer unlimited access to any defense system, meaning that this isn't just about drones. Basically, a throwaway plot line to indicate what's going to come next, I guess. Um, then while the uh, while they're you know checking in the device or whatever, Audrey calls to thank Jack. So. <laughs> We get we get some time to realize that Audrey and Jack really are meant for each other, and that Mark's probably not going to be on the in the best of ways by the end of the season. So Jack takes the call. He steps out of the room. While outside the room, Jack also gets a call from his his operative guy, who informs him of everyone associated with the covert operative, which leads to the last name being Navarro. It's always the last name, right? Always. It, I, was, it, I was thinking it would be like second or third, and they go to another name, and Jack would go, "Wait, wait, wait." Steve Navarro? Yeah. As in Stevie? <laughs> <What? Thank you. laughs> I don't think Jack Bauer would ever call anyone Stevie, even if that's what <laughs> Jack would be like, I'm going to stick with Steve. So yeah, while outside the room and being on the phone, Navarro, I guess, puts two and two together. He's like, huh, I wonder if Jack's getting the thing that I don't want him to find out right now. So he decides to choke out the tech. Um, he sticks the override device in a bag and proceeds to leave. Um, Jack, uh, as Jack... This is all happening kind of as the same time as Jack's taking his phone call. 
as he leaves, Jack realizes what's happening. He turns around and finds that Navarro and the device are gone and that the you know tech guy's been choked out. Um, and big chase ensues. Oh, wait, Navarro, Navarro at one point goes through like a one of like the exits and tells one of the guards um, there's we're worried about a leak or like a like like an uh what does he do you know what he says it's something about like an operative nobody gets through here nobody gets through here. we're worried about a security threat nobody gets through. yeah thank you and um so he get, he goes out jack <laughs> immediately comes upon this poor guard is like <laughs> he doesn't even like try to explain it just says just be quiet and do it and get out of my way or whatever. <laughs> then, like, knocks the guy out and takes his key and <laughs> opens the door. Cold, I mean, he just cold cocks. He just bam. Yeah, Jack doesn't have time for this anymore. <laughs> He's just cold clocking guys everywhere he goes. <laughs> to which Heller could have been like, Jesus, Jack, from, like, a distance just to, like, call <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, more chasing happens. Navarro takes some shots at Jack and still manages to get out of the building in time because the one thing that Navarro has over Jack is being able to climb up ladders faster than him. Jack's really bad at ladders. That's what I've noticed in I, a lot of the series. I kept expecting in this scene, and I thought it would have been really cute and ironic if Navarro had escaped through the hole that Jack had previously blown hmm. into the CIA earlier in the day. Yeah, that would have been good. But that seems like a missed opportunity. But Well, CIA London's full of different kinds of exits, apparently. That's what we learned. Lots of corridors and ladders. and yeah. It's an expansive place. Yeah, yeah, the budget on that one. One of uh, Churchill's old bunkers, he had a multitude of underground bunkers all throughout London. There you go. So yeah, Navarro gets out of the building. Jack eventually gets out of the building. Navarro then calls Adrian. He tells him that he has the device, and Adrian gives him a place to meet. Um, as Adrian's talking to Navarro on the phone, we see Chloe returning to his car with him. She gives him a big smooch, um, and they and uh, Adrian tells Chloe that they're going to go meet a friend. I should back up a bit. Chloe does have a point where um, she tells Jack that she's she's done. Like, after uh, she gets... Uh, after Chloe gets the um, the information to Jack about locating Margot um, and everything, she uh, she's out. She uh, after they uh, you know stop Waterloo from blowing up, she says, "Jack, yeah, I hope uh, everything works out that you get to see your family and uh, peace." <laughs> yeah, she uh, returns to Adrian and uh, they uh, presumably drive off into the sunset before this episode <laughs> ends, and uh, we'll find out what happens next week from there. Thoughts on Chloe this week, just in general, since we, this is the, the Jack and Chloe adventure cast, and she had more to do this week. Um, I think she's. I think she doesn't have a idea of this big picture of what's going on at all, and I, I totally get her motivation behind dogging Jack because she's been here before. I mean, where have sticking where has sticking with Jack gotten her in the past? Like finishing the mission and going, I mean, finishing it and going on to the next thing. She's just done, and I I, I don't blame for her decision, but I also think she's a little bit ignorant when it comes to Adrian, and I think she's kind of blind as to what's going on around her and has really nothing to do with. Adrian's endgame. Look, I mean, we had discussed earlier the possibility that their relationship was romantic, and I think we got verification tonight that that was the case, yes? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and you know, as tight as Jack and Chloe were in the past, and as much as they pop each other out, it's been four years. You know, and on top of that, a romantic relationship can be more powerful than what's basically a, a working friendship slash partnership. You know, Jack is only, as Eric Brandon was saying, sorry, Jack has only ever really gotten Chloe into trouble and caused the death, you know, inadvertently ended up causing the death of her husband and child. Would yeah. you want to time with him? Or the guy who might be a little bit creepy and look like Michael Wincott, but you smooch at night. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, I... Chloe I, stinks I, in men. She likes the weird, creepy British guys, so... Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, to, now, to play to play devil's advocate real quick, I mean, Jack did rescue her from torture, and he does have a few connections because he knows a few guys uncharged and could probably expunge some of the things on her record based on her, her new hacking persona. I don't think Chloe, this Chloe cares. I don't think she cared that she would get rescued from that place. I, I you know, that Jack did, that was nice, but I, I really, it didn't matter. I don't think, I, she's at a point of beyond caring. Yeah, if there's like, if they were to make like a line of Chloe O'Brien action figures, this would be like the I don't give an S Chloe. Yeah. It's still, it makes me curious what the, what was going on with Chloe being captured and tortured at the beginning of the season, given that Navarro wasn't, you know, and Adrian are in cahoots together. Maybe it was to bring Jack out of hiding to get the device. Dun, 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 dun. But, you know, if it is, you know, I would say Chloe is involved in it, and this becomes Chloe versus Jack, then, uh, then they, they may have been writing this to be a final season, and this would be the big end game where Jack and Chloe would be going head to head. It's a good way to look at it. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be disappointed. I think if if Chloe was kind of turned into the the big bad of the season, so to speak, and I, not just be have it be Adrian. I don't her. think that's gonna happen. I think if anything, it'll come down to kind of a Chloe has to choose between the yeah, bad guy no, she loves I, or the Jack Bauer. That I don't think that's like... gonna happen. I don't think. So. I was just saying if if they were you know for sure final seasoning ah uh, making this a final season that would be a big clue. Well, I think whether or not they do write another season, and at this point I think it's, I give it 60% chance, but regardless of that, one thing the season has done and that I've appreciated, and I think it rectifies, you know, lingering feelings of unsettlingness, I don't know if that's a word, after, you know, season eight, is the season has gone to great lengths to sort of vindicate Jack Bauer for everything he's ever done. Like, now, after all this time, the president, the prime minister, Audrey, etc., truly realizes that everything Jack does is for a reason. His methods may not always be ethical or on the up and up, but he gets it done. He's getting all this respect. True. And as a viewer, I'm finding his arc very satisfying. And thus, I think, to now, in these final three episodes, to have him have to turn on Chloe would just be a kick in the gut I'm not looking forward to. And I'm not expecting. Maybe call me naive, but no, I'm not saying it's coming. I was, I was putting a, I was putting a scenario in place. I understand. I understand. So with that said, what do we think about this episode overall? This, this was probably the best like action-packed uh, shootout, well-choreographed action, or I'm going to use the e-word action nine more times before I finish describing <laughs> this. I mean, just since the. Um, the season finale, hour one, the hour one of the two-hour season finale of season five, where it was just like where he went to the submarine. Um, but I mean, since that, this was probably the most satisfying since that. And I'm just, if they're gonna do this now at hour nine to wrap up this little storyline, then I mean, what are they gonna do for the finale? I mean, because this was fantastic. I mean, it had some had the Heller thing that was kind of like ah, uh, where they you know kept him alive. But I, I bought it. I was down with it. And the episode, there was a couple little silly things in there but inconvenience items but it was in the background amongst some really awesome shootouts and explosions action and jack doing away with one of the bad guys and probably the best one of the best ways ever that he's done it was a high marks yeah if, if episode eight was sort of the emotional high point of the season then this episode nine uh to me would be the uh action slash awesome 
this high point of the season thus far, complete with a handful of twists or surprises that either were really shocking or confirmed theories we had floated earlier on in our show. Um, and so now all I'm left thinking is what the hell is going to happen in these next three episodes? And I'm still wondering about this damn time jump. Yeah, if um, any episode that has Jack Bauer throwing two people out of a window seems like a win to me already. So, yeah, the action certainly makes it a, a very exciting episode given how it was all choreographed and how it played out and how it has a sense of satisfaction to it because of how well-developed the villain you know, character was. That's the only thing that's hope, making me hope that the, you know, the way the rest of the season plays out is has the same kind of impact that seeing, you know, seeing Margot being thrown out a window has just because we've had, we had time to, you know, follow her character and know her motivations and see where she's coming from. And I don't know if Adrian's going to give us that same satisfaction. So I guess I can hope that Chloe makes is is a big factor in all of this and how, however the season is going plays out. And we still have Mark to deal with too. I'm very curious where that's going to go. Because it's no, it's nowhere good for him. That's for sure. He, he did. They did make a big deal to show us that he was staring at that forged document. Still, yeah. yeah. There's still a lot left to cover in these final three episodes, and it just goes back to what I was saying earlier. Is even though it's kind of structurally interesting to sort of rid of your big bad at this point, they've been writing. They've been very, been clearly tightly plotting and writing out this season so everything fits. I agree. There's not really any loose ends or anything not covered. Everything, all the pieces are in place. And I'm excited to see how it all unfolds. All right. Well, with that said, let's uh, let's talk about what's going to happen next week. Brandon, do you have a synopsis for that? I do. Jack pursues final leads at all costs. Kate learns the truth about her husband. Audrey confronts Mark about his duplicity. The scope of the terror threat widens. And the potential devastation reaches new heights. All right. Well. Wow. So, yeah. Far less vague of a synopsis. Yeah. A bunch of stuff, but um, all that stuff will occur in real time. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. What if it didn't? What if next week it has the time jump and, <laughs> and you're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I've got it confirmed. It's real time. Okay. Real time. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no what ifs. Well, the time jump's just like the last like five minutes of the of the series. It's just like, you know, two years later. <laughs> like, Jack's like hanging out with Kim like on a beach somewhere. It's like, man, remember that time in London a couple years ago? That was crazy. Doot, 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 doot. End of the episode. <laughs> That'd be something. All right. I, with, that, with that nonsense out of the way, I think that means we're nearing the end of our transmission. Um, so feel free to email us at jcadventurecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at jcadventurecast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash jcadventurecast. And be sure to check out all the other shows on hhwlod.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, 24th Jack and Chloe AdventureCast, along with other fun shows about comics and movies and games and fun stuff like that, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, Out Now with Heron and Abe, which is a show that I co-host about movies, and, of course, the Ichapod Cranecast, which is on hiatus currently until Sleepy Hollow returns. And with that said, uh, Maxwell, where can people find more of your work online? Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at twitter.com slash cinemaxwell. Or check out my website, cinemaxwell.com. Brandon? Follow me on Twitter, at BTPeters. Uh, I have my blog, Naptown Nerd, where I do film retrospectives and anything I really want to write about. And anything, uh, coming oh. up you should look forward to? I'm working on a Planet of the Apes retrospective. It's going Ooh. rather slow, but I get <laughs> I put out what I can. Excellent. And I, 
I also write for uh, Why So Blue.com. I also write for Why So Blue. I have my own site, thecodazeek.com, for all my written film reviews. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Aaron's PS4. Also, I, oh, yeah, I'm also um, currently covering Falling Skies, uh, the TNT alien TV show for uh, theyoungfolks.com. And um, with all that said, I think that's going to do it. So until next time, Maxwell, you got a fun fact for us? I do. As a boy, Jack Bauer interrogated his parents on Easter until they revealed the location and contents of each hidden egg. Good. Good.